0: I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock.
1: vomit-inducing thing
2: hola creepos welcome to the creep off the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps the worst contest on the internet my name is the people's champion vinnie paulino and that is my co-host hot cook cook Arla. What is happening, Minnie Paulino? You know, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. Also joining us in the studio today, he is the voice of the Syracuse Tourism Board. <laughs> it's our pal Brian McBride. Hey, buddy.
1: Hey, I'm happy to be here on uh, behalf of
2: Syracuse. Thank Welcome you. Welcome,
0: Brian.
2: You don't live in Syracuse, thank Christ. Absolutely not. Yeah, we God. would never let one of them in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a sponsor. The sponsor wants people to go yeah. there. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think we're cool. Okay. It is the creep off. We got a good show lined up for you. We're going to get... To all of that in just a second, but I think the best way to start a show is a quick little recap of last week. Last week, we did Biggest Creep of 2005, yeah. and I presented a man I think who really still, should have been... I think
0: you're still presenting it. Yours went on so long. Has anybody listened to that entire episode? I can't imagine.
2: Are you kidding me? It was compelling. The story had everything murder sex it was salacious i've had everything you needed for a creepo story and then you tell a story about a guy who you know got fucked by a horse yes and then died yes that's a great story it was a great story i'm glad you had fun with it i'm sorry i interrupted you what were you gonna say about your uh i was gonna say my guy is one of the most infamous creeps in the history of the fucking planet. Yeah. But uh, when it came down to the voting, you folks decided... Oh,
1: look at that, 64%. 64%. Uh, To
2: be fair,
1: Vinny, this guy sounds like a real mayor.
2: Yes, he does. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. All right, I'm
0: on the board. Congratulations,
2: Congratulations, Carl. Thank
0: you very much. Well deserved. What a great story I
2: brought. As things stand, right now, I have two points. Carl now has one. And our guest category has one, and that means Brian McBride. Hey, There's I a did chance it. To, No, Kyle oh. did it. You've, you've technically done you've nothing. You've done nothing. Oh. All you've done, frankly, is unsettle me today. So, so this is
1: like Little League rules. I get a point just for showing up. Nope. No.
2: Nope. Oh. We are going to start this week's contest, and uh, the way we usually do this is, Carl, because you won last week, you will go first. McBride, you will go in the middle, and Ali will uh, end things, you know, strong. So uh, <laughs> call it a shot. <laughs> Go ahead, kids.
0: So we put a poll out to determine what the topic was going to be, what the theme was going to be for this week. And what did the people vote for, Vinny? This week, the people voted
2: for creepiest world leader. Creepiest Ooh. world leader in the 21st century. Well, we agreed to that as gentlemen. We had a little yes. uh, huddle this week. We decided creepiest world leader of the 21st century not named adolf yeah well that wouldn't be the 21st yeah. century yeah well, unless well, you know something true. we
0: don't yeah that's
2: true i'm a dumb, dumb.
0: <laughs> so um i apologize guys because it's gonna be very hard to follow this one but my creep is one mr joe biden <laughs> Oh, jeez. here we go <laughs> here we go Let's figure out what uh, Creepy Joe is up to. An op-ed published days earlier by former Nevada State Assemblywoman Lucy Flores, who claimed back in 2014 while campaigning for her, Biden came up from behind, put his hands on her shoulders, smelled her hair, and kissed her head. He is a hair smeller. Doesn't matter what age you are. He will smell that hair. Okay, was, hold on a second. Hold on a, a second. Whiff. Hold on a second.
2: <laughs> Before <laughs> we go start going down this road, yeah, I just want to ask, are you really doing this? <laughs>
0: I'm really doing it.
2: Okay. You know, I mean, it's
0: no Chairman Mao, but it's That's pretty it. close with Joe Biden and the smelling of hair. Motherfucker.
2: All right, Do go I ahead. Do
0: I consider it um, inappropriate to smell someone's hair to get so close that I smell their hair? Yes, yes, it's gross and actually I have to tell you that it gets worse than that He's not just smelling hair. He's also rubbing
3: noses with people Former Nevada State Assemblywoman Lucy Flores and former congressional staffer Amy Lapos described unusual encounters with Mr. Biden he was talking to me while he was rubbing my nose with his.
0: <laughs> He's giving Eskimo kisses. Did you say he was
2: talking to her while he did it? <laughs>
0: yes. It's just a conversation. He's just rubbing his nose against that her. That is the most uncomfortable thing I can imagine. He's happening. a creep. Uh, so that was Lucy Flores. Here's uh, more from Lucy. Mm.
3: Very unexpectedly and out of nowhere, I feel oh. Joe Biden put his hands on my shoulders, get up very close to me from behind lean in smell my hair and then plant a slow kiss on the top of my head
0: all right so there's a lot of things wrong with this nobody wants a
2: slow kiss he's just like you smell like my dead wife
3: <laughs> wait does joe
0: biden have a dead wife yeah oh dr uh, jill wasn't uh that's a, se- that's a
2: second squeeze oh so- the first one died in a car wreck
1: Really, I think yeah. she may have stolen this from my Joe Biden fan fiction, though I've been writing. So, <laughs>
0: all right. So, what is the verdict on this? Is smelling hair creepy? Like, honestly, smelling hair is one of the creepiest things you can do. It's it's on the list of creepy things. It's right after collecting doll parts and sneezing with your eyes open. The Daily Show is hilarious, isn't it? Really good joke writing going on over there the fuck happened to that show are you off your fucking meds or something (laughs) wow
2: that uh really stunk yeah and uh what i want to know is if this is what you brought today yeah how the fuck are you so late (laughs) that's what i want to know today i have a lot
0: of research to get through let's keep it rolling here
1: and it's not just the hair sniffing apparently biden also gave her a slow kiss on the top of her head which again is super creepy all right as a rule of life, the slower the kiss, the creepier it gets. It's as simple
0: as that. When you greet someone, you keep it quick. Mwah, mwah. See that? Not creepy at all. That's it. Slow kissing when it gets weird. Mwah. You see that? Yeah. Super creepy. The sad thing is Trevor Noah is a funny person. I've seen him do stand-up. He's funny. He's terrible on The Daily Show. I've never laughed at anything he's ever said on The Daily Show.
2: Everyone vote against Carl this week for making you listen to Daily Show.
0: All first. right. No more Daily Show. Let's listen to uh, Amy Lapos, who also came out. And accused Joe Biden of being a creep.
3: There is now another woman making an accusation that former Vice President Joe Biden inappropriately touched her, not sexually, not violently, but in her view, inappropriately. The Hartford Current newspaper reports that at a 2009 fundraiser, Amy Lapos said the vice president put his hand on her neck and pulled her in to rub noses. Lapos tells the Current.
0: But you would think that would be creepy enough, and I've already won and yet there's something even creepier than that and of course i'm talking of tara reed who worked for biden in 1993 when biden was a senator and this is tara on his
3: character what do you want to say to him i want to say you and i were there joe biden please step forward and be held accountable you should not be running on character for the president of the United States.
0: And why should he not be running on character, Betty?
3: A year ago, Reid was among several women who said Biden had touched her inappropriately in a non-sexual manner, she said in 1993. But in March, for the first time publicly, she said then-Senator Biden pushed her against a wall in a Senate corridor and sexually assaulted her.
0: He dropped a digit on her, Betty. I believe that's how the story went. Senator Joe Biden dropped a digit on this poor woman who's just working for him. Kind of creepy behavior, right? It's being a naughty boy. It's being a very naughty boy. Now, Joe Biden, <clears throat> to his credit, has acknowledged that his behavior has been a bit creepy. I think he needs to change his ways.
3: Social norms have begun to change. They've shifted. And the boundaries <laughs> of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space.
0: And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And of course, Trump responded to that with us.
2: I was going to call him. I don't know him well. I was going to say, welcome to the world, Joe. You having a good time, Joe? So that's my
0: creep for this week. Creepiest world leader, hair-smelling, nose-rubbing Joe Biden. Creepy Joe. Creepy Grandpa Joe.
2: There he is, folks. All right, uh, McBride. Sorry, wow. but I'm making this very difficult. I for, know. Yeah. This
1: is. Uh, <laughs> How do you top that? Well, I think I'm going to okay. with, uh, with the famous King Muswadi of Eswantani. Everyone of where? Knows. Eswantani. It used to be called Swaziland, but uh, he decided to change the name because everyone thought he, w- he thought everyone would confuse it with Switzerland. <laughs> and trust me, seeing pictures of this place, you would not.
2: Okay, it they don't a have a very lot of different sk- place. There's no skiing. There's no skiing. Uh, how's their chocolate? Uh, Swaz- how's their you land chocolate?
1: The chocolate? You don't want the chocolate. You'll get Ebola okay. anyway. Uh, so uh, he became king when he was 18. Um, he took over from, from his mother, uh, who he then gave the title of, uh, I believe it is Indu Lakazi, which it literally means the great she elephant, is what he's calling his mother now.
2: So she's seen her nipples. Oh my god! Gray, scaly.
1: It's it's gross. He he he's he runs this very poor country. He's the last like full monarch in Africa. Okay, he is polygamous. He has fifteen wives. Oh, good for him! Yeah.
0: Well, I don't really? know. Well, he's committing. Re- he's committing. He's committing, right, you know? right. I just right. spent Not the weekend. 15 girlfriends, 15 right. wives. That's commitment.
2: Listen, man, I just spent the weekend with my one wife, and 15 <laughs> sounds awful.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: At least do 12, like one wife a month or something, I think. I don't know.
2: should be a reality show.
1: And I had a hard time finding how many children he had. There's a lot of different sources. It literally ranges from 12 to 100 children this guy has.
0: It's like an NBA player. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perhaps, perhaps. And now he, like, he'll appoint the prime minister and stuff, but he literally has to ask his mother for advice. Oh, okay. Because she's, like, the queen, she's the great she-elephant, of course. You have to. What is creepier than a guy who has to go to his mother to ask her for things? Like, what should I do, mom? This guy's a 52-year-old man now. Okay. So. He's been doing this since he was 18.
0: And he's 52 now? Yeah. He should be good at it, by the way. He should
1: be, yeah. but he's not. Okay. You guys may be, may be shocked to hear this, but in Africa, they sometimes have an HIV problem. Okay. So he came up with a solution to fixing this problem. He was going to ban all sex by all minors. If you're a minor, you can't have sex.
2: That's a good, that's a good rule. It We've is. He's had that rule for, like, what, four or five years now? <laughs>
1: it is a good rule, except two months later, he found a really hot 17-year-old he mm. wanted to bang, so he married her.
0: I, I, I always point this out <laughs> in New York State, in New York, where we are, uh-huh. seventeen is legal. But you, you might call it a reminder, right? But you know when how many times
2: the- he's had this conversation with a police officer. <laughs> but I imagine at um, the side of the road he's been pulled over. <laughs> 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 but when you're the one who makes it illegal to
1: b- bang someone under eighteen, and then you see a hot one, and you're like, no, no, I want that. You know, is, he was thirty six at the time. He married her, but. In order to do that, he had to pay the penalty, which is, of course, he had to give the council a cow. Mm. So he had to buy a cow just so he could bang this 17-year-old girl.
0: Is this a fairy tale? What's going on (laughs) right now?
1: It's the best fairy tale. What year is this, Brian? (laughs) This happened in 2005. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that was a long time ago, back when you traded cows for sex. Yeah.
1: He uh, he's accused of a bunch of uh, human rights violations, jailing all journalists who uh, who you know go after him or some, and things like that. Um, you know, restricting freedom of speech. Uh, huge poverty problem there. Uh, Fifty eight point nine in Africa. In Africa, what? Uh, Fifty eight point nine percent of the people there make less than a dollar ninety a day. American. It's that like terrible? a bunch of vitties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How bad is it? Here's an interview with one of his advisors. Vinnie, please play clip one.
3: He's committed to fighting HIV and he wants all children to get an education, but both those projects have been affected by a lack of funding. The government wouldn't make someone available for Al Jazeera to interview, but we did speak to one of the King's advisors. We're literally at a, a welfare state level now. That's what and the involvement of the King there is
2: appreciated, should be appreciated. Instead of looking at empty things, th- things like uh, democracy, what are you going to eat? Are you going to eat
0: <laughs> with democracy? You'll be a hungry slave.
2: <laughs> so that's terrible.
1: I-, I would like to make note too. Uh, if you watch the video, he is doing this interview in a lawn chair by the pool. <laughs> that's appropriate.
0: <laughs>
1: Man <laughs> of the people. <laughs> uh, so you would think, well, this guy, you know, they don't have money. It's not his fault. You know, I'm sure he's good with money and stuff. Uh, Vinny, can go ahead and play clip two for me. Sure, Brian.
3: Now the king has bought 19 Rolls Royce cars including a customized Rolls Royce Carlinen SUV for himself, all worth a whopping $231.5 million. In 2018, that is last year, the 50-year-old monarch got a Birthday gift for himself a plane and an airport worth 2.6 billion.
1: He bought himself an airport for his birthday. A plane and an airport. (laughs) airport.
0: I wonder if, like, the second thing was like, oh shit, where am I going to put this thing? (laughs) Better buy an airport,
1: too.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get to get a pony, you got to get a stable. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: his country is so bad he literally changed the name in 2018 just so he go new country who this
0: <laughs> nice uh,
1: so that is my case for King Maswati for creep all the right creepiest creep
0: if you can if you can't pronounce it you can't vote for it <laughs> 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 well, Vinny what do you got
2: buddy you got well, uh, someone creepier than a hair smeller I believe I do, Carl. Oh, you're second right now. <laughs> well, okay. We'll see. <laughs> I believe I do. Uh, so here, here's the story. My guy has the longest reign of any of the people we're talking about here because he was the active last king of Scotland until 2003 when he died. Ladies and gentlemen, my creep this week, he was known as the Ugandan butcher. Please put your hands together for my creep. Eat him on, baby. Again, we
0: said 21st century, and you're going to talk about all shit that happened in the 20th century. You fucked up last week this way, too. You're doing it again. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the worst with so, rules.
1: So, Vinny, tell us what he did between 2000 and 2003. Yes, right. Died slowly.
2: <laughs> but hold on. I actually am going to. We're going to get there. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, Uh-oh, I hope
1: Uh-oh, retard alert! <laughs> retard alert, class!
2: I hope you are all prepared for a very detailed, oh, detailed, this guy. Never learned detailed <laughs> conversation about Idi e. Amin. Uh, let's just say that he uh, started off in 1946 joining the King's African Rifles. Uh, if you didn't know, this Uganda was in con- was uh, controlled by England, and uh, he joined as a cook. And during this time, he became the uh, Ugandan light heavyweight boxing champion. Mm. The guy Wait, was did you six say light four. Weight, heavyweight. That's what this that says? He was the light heavyweight. Yeah. Okay. He was the light heavyweight.
0: That doesn't make any sense, Rick.
2: <laughs> From nineteen fifty-one to nineteen sixty. He was six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, this fucking guy. Wow. He was a big, big boy.
1: At that point, Uganda got a second boxer.
2: Now <laughs> I would like to read you a quote about uh, one of the people who served with him, uh, who played rugby with him while he was in the military. He said, Edie Amin is a splendid type and a good rugby player, but virtually bone from the neck up. He needs things explained to him in words with just one letter. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about someone who is not very bright. He wanted to be something a little bit more in the military, and he found a way to work his way up the ladder.
3: While he was part of the British Colonial Army, he started to develop a very bad reputation as somebody who would torture people during interrogations. People who were supposed to be arrested would suddenly end up dead. The British nonetheless kept promoting him.
2: That's right, Carl. He kept getting promoted. The more brutal he was, the more he was getting promoted. Sounds like the British are the creep in this one. Absolutely. The first sign of his sadism came after they decided to make him a commissioned field officer he carried out the Turkana Massacre. There was basically these people in Kenya that were rustling cattle, Mm -hmm. and they said, go stop them. And he said, I will stop them. I will cut the penis off of anyone that I catch. (laughs) Rustling cattle. He basically ended up destroying villages. (laughs) The people started complaining. Oh, they complained about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um Um, Excuse me,
1: sir. My dick is cut off. I would like my dick back.
2: (laughs) Please. Bodies were exhumed from pits and it became clear that the victims had been tortured, beaten to death, and in some cases buried alive. This guy could have been a Rochester cop. He's <laughs> fucking go. good. Okay. Oh
3: my. His actions in putting down the Takana Rebellion brought him to the attention of Uganda's first prime minister, Milton Obote, and he promoted the hulking young fighter to the position of deputy commander of the army. He was also put in of the first battalion of the Ugandan army.
2: Okay, so you cut all those guys' dicks off? You're in charge of the army, dude. <laughs> yeah. I and
3: mean-
2: he's like, yeah, man, I am. So, the first thing he does, he got into a little bit of trouble with the cargo.
3: Later that year, Amin became entangled in a scandal involving the smuggling of gold and ivory. President Frederick Boutet II demanded his investigation. Boutet responded by making Amin general and chief of staff and tasked him with the strong handling of the situation. He then had five ministers arrested and named himself as president. That's
2: how you do it. He, go- he-, he was stealing gold and ivory. He gets caught. The president of the Congo is like, I demand an investigation. His president's is like, well, this is the guy who cut all the dicks off. He couldn't have done anything <laughs> wrong. And he promotes him again. And then he goes to the Congo, arrests a whole bunch of people, and then declares himself president of the Congo. Should we go to the Congo and become president? It sounds like it's easy to do. It's fucking unreal, Carl. The story is crazy. So then the president of Uganda, they start getting into a little bit of a tiff and our boy Edie decided to
3: try to assassinate him. Meanwhile, tensions had developed between Abote and Amin. Edie had focused on recruiting soldiers from his own tribe in order to build up his personal following. Then it was proven that he had indeed been behind the attempt on Abote's life. At the same time, it was revealed that he had misappropriated 40 million shillings from the military <laughs> operations fund. In 1970, Abote had Amin fired $12. from his position as commander-in-chief of the army and instructed his attorneys to prepare a prosecution against him. To avoid arrest, Amin fled to Kampala. From there, he waited for his opportunity to strike back. So he
2: waits till the president leaves the country, goes back, kills everybody, and says I'm in charge now and took over Uganda. That's what he just did. The president was out of the country, he comes flying back, realizes that Idi Amin just took over the country and flies, to, and flies away and doesn't come back. So he's technically still safe.
1: Did the president call fives?
2: No.
0: Oh, then... Fair game.
2: Hey, Vinny, what's the name of the
0: show? Is this the, the creep off? Is that, oh, is that Carl, what it's called? Oh,
2: please just hang in there. Are pal. you
0: familiar with what creeps are?
2: Edie, I mean, was also illiterate. Okay. Uh, so, the fir- one of the first things he did was he started creating his own killer squads, which he actually gave a really cute nickname the Public Safety Patrol. <laughs> okay. They were tasked with killing sus- soldiers suspected of being loyal to the old president. So, The first thing he does is he has all these people who are members of different tribes go to have this meeting with him, the new president. And the ones that were part of the Christian tribes, he made them go into these halls and then they just threw grenades in. He just murdered them all. He killed every single trained officer in the army in his first six months of being there and replaced them with people who were herding sheep two weeks before because they were loyal to him. (laughs) it's terrible but it's really terrible okay i'm not done yet
3: guys (laughs) you're gonna have a lot of fun with this next part assassinations became routine and extended to those even just associated with the old british regime then british businesses and property began to be confiscated by the government british and jewish residents were expelled great britain and israel responded by cutting off all diplomatic relations with uganda those countries also stopped supplying garments to the region
1: they've had worse things cut off
3: Okay, that is correct. (laughs) He gets into a really big pissing fight
2: with Israel and they cut him off so he can't get weapons from anymore. So he goes to Libya and the Soviet Union and makes deals with them. So then all of a sudden, he becomes the biggest Hitler fan you've ever seen, Carl. He said this during an interview. Germany is the right place where when Hitler was the prime minister and supreme commander, he burned over six million Jews. This is because Hitler and all the German people knew the Israelis are not people who are working in the interests of the people of the world. And that is why they burned the Israelis alive with gas in the soil of Germany. And I'm going to hit retweet.
0: Oh, whoops. Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) Oops. So. He loves Hitler. In fact, in another radio interview, he said that Hitler was, quote, an outstanding leader, and he planned to erect a monument in his memory in eastern Uganda at a spot where they had been a World War I battle between British and German forces. God, if he keeps talking like this, Nick Cannon's going to love him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Be careful. Oh,
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
3: So now he's got beef with England, too, right? He became the chair of the Organization of African Unity, OAU, advocating that the continent completely sever relations with the West. He even went as far as to declare that he, not Queen Elizabeth, was the head of the Commonwealth. In accordance with this belief, he then awarded himself the Victoria Cross.
2: That is correct. You don't get shit if you don't ask for it. That is correct. And he also started giving himself some really interesting titles. Here was his official title. His Excellency President for Life Field Marshal Al-Hadi Dr. Idi Amandada, V.C.D.O.S.M.C., Lord of all the beasts of the earth and fishes of the sea, and conqueror of the British Empire in Africa in general, and Uganda in particular. I just have one question for you, Benny. Yeah. What
0: don't you fucking understand?
2: Okay. I also think you wanted to fuck Queen Elizabeth. Well. Hear me out. <laughs> He used to fuck with her all the time. He once sent her a telefax that stated, quote, Dear Liz, if you want to know what a real man is, come to Kampala. Then to celebrate her silver anniversary of her coronation, he sent her another fax requesting, not even requesting, demanding she mail him her underwear. Can I point something out, Brian? Please do. You're new to the show here. Yes.
0: We made it clear over text messages, 21st century. And Vinny's talking about faxes. I'm getting
2: faxes. there. Relax. He's talking
1: about yeah.
0: creepy faxes. Yeah.
2: He still was in power when he died in 2003.
1: What Snapchats did he send her? <laughs> right.
0: Can we please try to get something that people can relate to you on
1: this yeah. show? Jesus Christ. There
2: a that-
0: telegraph that he sent that was creepy? What else you got, Vinny? Please
2: just trust me.
0: <laughs> trust me, people. Stay with me. All right. So he took a steamboat over to England, and then what happened?
2: <laughs> he basically was just fucking with the Queen. He was like... Yeah. We received a fax, your majesty. It says, fuck her right in the pussy. (laughs) Like, he was just sending her fucking troll faxes. Yeah, Fucking with the queen. He then decided who the scapegoats needed to be for the economy in Uganda.
3: In August 1972, he set his sights on reforming the economy. In doing so, he identified a scapegoat for the country's financial woes, and that was the Asians. His solution was drastic. All Asians, even those holding British passports, were expelled from Uganda. He later revealed that he had been given the message to expel the Asians in a vision from God himself.
2: That's right. God told him to get rid of the Asians. And so what he did was, after he got rid of all of them, he took all of the British company stuff, he took all the Asian people's stuff, and started giving it to his troops. Okay? Then, things started getting a little bit crazier. Uh, lots of murders,
3: guys. Lots of murders. Unlike many other brutal dictators, Amin took a personal hand in slaughter. In fact, he rather seemed to revel in it. He would personally torture people and then feed their heads to crocodiles. He also proudly spoke about eating the flesh of his enemies and as we've already seen, he had a thing for preserving their heads in his fridge.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Idi Amin was a <laughs> He was a fucking cannibal. Yeah. That is a creep. You can't sit here and tell me he's not a creep, Carl. He was a a fucking cannibal. He was a
0: 20th century creep. I totally agree with you. (laughs)
2: Carl, he was a 21st century creep, and I'm going to explain why. Relax. Uh, Please please do, because the last thing I heard was 1972. (laughs) (laughs) On one day, on one day, Carl, in Uganda, he ordered 4,000 disabled people be thrown into the Nile to be torn apart by crocodiles.
0: Crippled Jesus? Crippled Jesus would have gone right
1: in. And thus, the first Paralympics were born.
2: Could you imagine being the crocodiles and having to fight them off? They're strong. (laughs) I see what you did there. I hate you so much. (laughs) Let's talk about
3: another little situation that happened. He liked to party a lot. On one infamous occasion, Emin was hosting a state dinner at his palace, and halfway through the meal, he left the table only to return with the frozen head of Brigadier Suleiman Hussein in his hands. His aghast guests didn't know where to look as he proceeded to direct a barrage of abuse at the head and then throw cutlery at it. Dinner and a show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he kept people's... So he- he- John's still auditioning for that. Carl... He kept his enemies' bodies in freezers, and he used them to cook. I like the one report was like, they kept them in the fridge. Like, he has one refrigerator, and it's just like mayonnaise, human head, ketchup. I mean, it was Uganda. Right. You don't complain. If you have an icebox, congratulations, your majesty. Mr. President, they call you. So listen, there was a biopic some of you may have heard of called The Last King of Scotland, where they talk about a little bit about his cannibalistic tendencies well there was another movie made about him and i have a clip for you oh, and i think this is a little more accurate to what he was about this is uh, from a movie called the rise and fall of ed Amin. here you go guys i have been informed that chief justice kiwanuka met a very untimely death he was my best friend you know the culprits of this terrible crime should be brought to justice the killers must have been gorillas. I want to see the body of my friend. Get out. I must pray for Kiwanuka's soul alone. Excellency. And do a spinning so money, uh, money, and the money that you are sitting uh,
0: off flesh?
2: Yeah, he was eating flesh off of the corpse. Mm-mm.
0: All right, so your creep is a movie now. Like, what the fuck is going on? He's with a cannibal. You? He's a what goddamn the fuck cannibal. What is going on with you? My creep this week is Freddy Krueger. You know what this guy did? <laughs> oh my god! He went to people's dreams.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Holy shit. He kept the organs of people that were his enemies in his freezer, and he would cook with them. Carl. Yeah, I, I hear you.
0: Is there a fast forward button yeah. on this creep? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. He got
2: run out of Uganda and while he went on exile, he lived a lap of luxury in Libya until he died. Now, here's the thing. Brian, thank you for being so succinct with You're your welcome. creep. It was great. You You're did welcome. a thank you. Brilliant presentation. I it. You asked First me time what he did. Brilliant presentation. You thank asked you. me what he did in 2003. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in Exile in Libya, yep. a mechanic who worked for the company that maintained the aircraft leased by Amman while well in exile, claimed that pieces of flesh and stains from bodily fluids had to be constantly cleaned from the aircraft. Supposedly, and would invite guests for a pleasure cruise, kill the unfortunate soul, cut them up, eat what he wanted, and throw the leftovers out over the Red Sea or the Arabian Gulf.
0: So he didn't
2: take, you know, like the uh, Native Americans would use every mm-hmm. part of the buffalo. No. This guy took what he wanted, and threw it out, <laughs> right. and very he was yeah, a self-proclaimed efficient. dictator and the last king of Scotland, which made him a world leader until he died in 2003. Well, he was still fucking eating people. He yeah. had a very long reign. He was a fucked up psychopath, and he is the biggest creep you've ever heard. And he did overlap <laughs> oh, into he's the 21st desperate. century, he's and you can all
0: suck my dick. <laughs> he ended with hearsay. The last thing you just said was hearsay. Some guy said. <laughs>
2: All right, I didn't even bring up my whole thing about the Embetty uh, airport incident. Yeah, good. It's enough. Put it in the show notes, Vinny. If
0: you want to read more about it, they can read. <laughs> Minnie, we want people to vote on the Right? Go vote for who you think brought the biggest creep. The biggest twenty-first
1: century creep.
0: Biggest twenty-first century creep. <laughs> and
2: uh, I may have misunderstood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great!
1: I like how it started with. Can you believe he sniffed hair? (laughs) He's a hair sniffer. (laughs) Is there Uh, anything more creepy than that? Than Vinny brought into that story. Like, oh my god!
0: Yeah, but was either of your creeps nicknamed Creepy Joe? No, yeah, mine was.
1: was. No, they called him King Baswati Creepy (laughs) (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Okay, my bad. (laughs) King Creepy Joe Baswati.
2: Well, congratulations, Brian McBride. Just beat Carl. Everybody, please vote for Brian this week. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I guess. You we get any voicemails this week, Vinny? Yeah, we certainly did. All right. A lot of people were not very happy with me last week. Okay. Don't forget that this voicemail segment is brought to you by <laughs> the good folks in Syracuse. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of
1: Syracuse. Looking for some fine cuisine? Check our specialty, chicken fingers. See you in Syracuse.
2: Ah, that was a good one. See you in Syracuse, everybody. Also, salt potatoes.
0: Yeah. An, Shh, an amazing I'll, invention. There, Syracuse had to realize
1: you could put salt on potatoes and they would taste there, There's only so many things I can say about Syracuse. Please stop bringing <laughs> things
2: up. I'm oh, sorry. Mr. Yeah. Mc, Mr. McBride knows his potatoes.
3: Yeah. Fuck you, Vinny.
0: You can't just take half an hour to tell us about a creep and then say, Oh, I'm sorry for taking so long. No. At least have the... At least own it, motherfucker. I voted for Carl this week because of that. Fuck you. Goodbye.
2: Wow. I like that guy. Well, you would. Holy fuck, Benny!
1: The reason you fucking win every week is because nobody everybody fucking forgets Carl.
0: Fucking <laughs> okay, you destroys your so goddamn long. Jesus fucking Christ, Hurry the fuck up, so
2: No, I refuse. You've
0: learned nothing from this. You even listened to these voicemails. You curated these, and yet you've learned nothing. It's unbelievable. Maybe I'm just being a creep. (laughs) I got a voicemail for us, Vinny. Okay. One came over on the WATP hotline.
2: Hey, old hot caller. This is a message for your little uh, side podcast you got with that fat sack of shit, Vinny Polino. (laughs) Consequence, Patrick Mahone's haircut. Whether you got to grow that shit out, wear a wig... Whatever. You gotta rock this shit, son. Call me back. Mahomes haircut. I, I can like see that. you in the Mahomes haircut, Vinny. I think that'd be a good look for you. I kinda like it. I'm gonna tell my girl Lee Marie about that. Alright. Here's another one.
1: Hey, guys. Vinny. ETK did all his shit in the 70s and 80s. Yes. The biggest creep of 2005. You failed. Yes. Carl wins this week. True. Also, just a general comment on your score scoring here. You got it all mixed up. The loser of last week should be getting a point. And the first loser to get five points in a row spins the wheel. That way, when guys like Kaya come on the show and blow you two the fuck out, you both lose and both get a point towards the consequence. There, I just solved your problems for you. you. Go fuck yourself.
2: That does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. I don't like it.
0: Why? I, I mean, it's going to be confusing now because we've had this going for so long, but that actually makes
2: a lot of sense. It does. All right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another listener who makes a lot of sense. Hey, Vinny. Just wanted to say I love the show, and uh, you are a handsome, sexy man. Uh, you really need to get Kai on as a permanent host and replace that club-footed uh, value brand Forrest Gump uh, that you call Carl. Um yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Make Kai the permanent host, he's great, Carl sucks shit. Um, he's basically the Maddox here, uh, Dick Masterson. Uh, all right, uh, coming back, uh work number is one eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five.
1: Is it a rule on this podcast that like all fans have to really, really hate one
0: of you? It's not supposed to be, but... (laughs) It seems to be. It seems like like that's how it's netting out a little bit. So,
2: uh, can I just say that that number, 1-800-273-8255, I called because I wanted to thank this fine listener. Sure. Mm. It's a suicide hotline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Vinny's here with us for another week. That's good.
2: Uh, We talked him off the ledge. All right, last one. Another caller makes some sense.
1: All right, so I've been catching up on these, and fucking really, Carl... You think nobody's ever seen Indiana Jones? Fucking retard. That, that's it. I'm all Vinny now. Vinny Winnie, people's champ. Carl, spin the wheel for eternity,
0: you fat, you fat, you buck-toothed fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> what, is he, what is he talking about? You said when I did the story about uh, the girl who ripped uh, the beating heart out of her mother's chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, nobody's seen Indiana Jones when well, I played.
0: I, I said it was a reference from 40 years ago.
2: That's That's what I said.
0: That movie came out in the early 80s.
1: Media mean loved it. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Okay. So listen, I have to talk. So wait a second. I'm a buck (laughs) tooth
0: retard. Yeah. Because I thought Indiana Jones came out a long time ago. Yeah. Jesus.
2: People are mean. Yeah. Well, (laughs) what's up with these people? Our fans are bullies. (laughs) They really are. (laughs) They hate us both equally. So uh, I have to talk about my consequence. Stuttering John has turned me down. Oh, it's oh, official. No. It's official. You even offered him money. Oh, yeah. And he, he's not going to do it. I, I think I got the Carl stink on me. I think he <laughs> can <could> smell me. <laughs> yeah, no he shit. He can smell me in California. Yeah. Um, over the smell of old Coors Light cans. He can mm-hmm. still smell me. So listen, I'm going to do a show, and I have some big announcements about it. Oh, good. Uh, the Bachelor podcast that you requested. Yes. I have officially have a name. Yes. We have a tight, we have a a cool logo. All right. Uh, I have a co-host. Oh. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce... My show, Creeps and Roses.
0: Yes. Looks awesome.
2: Thank you. I want to be on that show.
0: Can I co-host one week? You never. Don't have to watch The Bachelor, though. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to. Uh, the Bachelor <laughs>
2: podcast will be out. Hopefully, we will have our first episode out in time for Valentine's Day, everybody. Oh, beautiful. And my new co-host, ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't need an introduction to you, WATP fans. He reached out to me. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host will be PJ Philium everybody. PJ, PJ awesome. is going to be my co-host. And the reason being is he claims that he and his wife hate watch The Bachelor together.
0: Oh, so he's already familiar. Good. Oh, he's
2: very familiar. He watches it all the time. He's got the the skinny, so he could probably explain and help me walk through this bullshit because I am going to watch it. I know that's part of the fucking deal. So look PJ out for the PJ from episodes. We
0: Are Assholes
2: is the uh, spreadsheet podcast that he does. Is it? A- The Spreadsheet Show. Yeah, The Spreadsheet Show. All right, so new show coming out with PJ. Carl, are you ready for a scum parade? I am ready for a scum parade. Let's go.
0: Because Vinny's a creep. And Carl's a weirdo. I'm not kidding around. They're both a psychopaths with no business in a civilized society. And they're going to take you on a scum parade.
2: You know, I agree with Imbecile Wilhelm. That song does not kill any of the momentum leading into the Scum Parade segment of the show. You think it needs something a little more upbeat? but uh, scum parade? You know what, I know how to do it. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Rochester, New York, 79 year old man Jesse Zek was charged with second degree murder. That's right. Seventy nine year old man charged with second degree murder. He must have uh, wow really wanted it in connection with the death of his wife, Sandra Zek, seventy five, inside the garage of the pair's home at Sodus Bay last Thursday. Deputies were called to the scene just before ten p.m. Thursday after neighbors called nine one one, noting that Jesse Zek was acting in a suspicious manner inside the garage. Deputies found Sandra had suffered significant trauma to the head. He is accused of fatally beating her to death with a fucking hammer. He is a 79-year-old man, and she is a 75-year-old woman. You know, because this is a local story, Vinny,
0: I was able to obtain actual audio from when this went down. Oh, wow. That's helpful. Let's hear it. Awesome. Let's hear it. Stop. Hammer time. (laughs) Very inappropriate. But
2: I do like it when somebody calls their shot. You know what I learned here? A 75-year-old woman's skull is so brittle and paper-thin mm. that even a 79-year-old man <laughs> can penetrate it.
1: Now, they'd been married for a while, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, How, yeah, 40-some-odd years. Yeah, they lived
1: in the house for 40 So years. he's probably been thinking about doing this for a while, right? Yes.
2: Uh, he didn't it, want to do it in the living room. He waited until he got her out to the garage, probably by the garbage cans.
1: I find it kind of inspiring that a man his
0: age can still achieve his dreams. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Also... You're never so old that burning the meatloaf is okay. <laughs> let's, let's all agree
2: on you that. You don't get a pass. You don't
0: get a pass on that. Uh,
2: the police You'll, said you there was so
0: many dinners left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, the police said there was no previous history that the authorities are aware of uh, at that residence. There was never any fighting or anything like that. But uh, Jesse Zech pled not guilty. He's like, wasn't me. Good luck.
0: She, yeah. She, she walked into the hammer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she fell down the stairs into the hammer. It was uh, natural causes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he is in Wayne County Jail without bail. Deputy said. So uh, this next story, my wife even knew about this one, but holy fuck, the things people do for attention on the internet, Carl. Yeah, they'll make light of atrocities and create a stupid contest with their friends. Can you imagine? <laughs> An Illinois woman is charged of with pouring boiling water on her sleeping boyfriend and recording it on Snapchat, authorities say. The boyfriend recalled watching skin fall off of his arms after his girlfriend doused him with a pot of hot water as he slept on the couch of their apartment. He frantically searched for his car keys, which his girlfriend had hidden. When he found them, he drove himself to the hospital. She posted the video on Snapchat with the following fucking quote, Carl i kind of feel bad now because he got second and third degree burns from face to waist and they rush him to burn center but oh well shrugging shoulder emoji bitch emoji blowing kiss still cried and begged me to drive him to the hospital end quote what a baby what an <laughs> asshole the boyfriend was hospitalized at a burn unit for nearly two weeks Ugh. as doctors performed skin graft surgeries for burns from the January 2nd incident. Authorities say Alexis Sykes, 22, was charged with the aggravated battery by caustic substance and aggravated domestic battery. She was arrested January 19th in Mississippi, so she fled from Illinois to Mississippi because she knew she was in fucking trouble, yeah. and uh, they did not release a motive in this case other than she just wanted to entertain. She's a psycho bitch. Is, uh. is she hot? Couldn't find a picture of her.
0: I know. I know. She sounds like she'd be hot, though, doesn't she? Well. Just from that action alone, I, I would date her.
1: Uh, by the way, do you guys have any more room on that wheel? I think I just <laughs> came up with something. Pour boiling
2: water on a sleeping co-host. We'll put that right next yeah. to do okay. ah,
0: Yeah, next to, next to tricrystal Math. Okay. Wow. Um, social media is dangerous.
2: Let's, let's all agree on that. That's the real problem here. Like, we're joking, you have to buy the silly rubber shoes and walk around in public. She's like, I got an idea. We can top that.
0: (laughs) Silly rubber shoes.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, I have a brand new favorite football player of all time. Oh, Carl, this story just has everything. It does. It's got
0: everything that Vinny loves. The Dolphins, pizza, everything. Couldn't be
2: better. (laughs) Former Miami Dolphins running back Mark Walton was arrested in Miami on Sunday at a Pizza Hut. According to TMZ Sports, he allegedly tried to smash a glass window at the establishment and subsequently got into a physical altercation with his cousin. The 23-year-old told police he was, quote, disrespected over the phone by one of the employees uh, of the Pizza Hut when placing an order and allegedly went to the restaurant to confront the employee. Hmm. I don't take no shit when I order a pizza either. (laughs) But I use the app. (laughs)
3: Right. Hmm.
2: Uh, When he arrived, he discovered the order had been canceled, and he got very upset. He started banging on the windows, trying to push on the door to gain entry to the business to confront one of the employees. Walton's cousin attempted to get him to leave, only for Walton to allegedly fight back against him. Authorities charged Walton uh, Walton with trespassing and disorderly conduct. The Cincinnati Bengals selected Walton in the fourth round in 2018. They released him in April 2019 following three separate arrests during the offseason. He signed with the Miami Dolphins ahead of the 2019 season. The Dolphins were like, this guy seems all right. Let's freak him out of the team. Listen, man, South Beach, baby. Yeah, he, he'll fit I'll right be fine. in. yeah. His run there ended in November 2019 after he was charged with aggravated battery for allegedly punching a woman who was pregnant with his child. Oof. You know what? I'm starting to think, Minnie. It wasn't about the Pizza Hut employee. I don't
0: I don't think it was the pizza boy that was really? I mean, this guy was a real jerk. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe
2: this guy has some issues. He needs to
0: work. He through. might huh. you know. I have huh. a fun
2: video if you like to see it. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, this is Mark Walton. Uh this is a video of him for one of his arrests while he was in Cincinnati. This is the body cam video oh, good. of uh, him being tased by the police. Enjoy. Hey, get on the ground, get on the ground. I am, I am. Get on the ground, get on get on, the fucking on the fucking ground, ground get on the ground, get turn around, turn around. He's That's getting up at elite <laughs> speed, go. elite NFL running back speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't touched. Guys, he Bam. Stop. Hey, where you guys at? Don't Get
0: on the ground! Get on the ground!
2: Hey, hey, give just right. a little bit more. Somebody needs to take um. And now he's all quiet. Squish the fish. Squish How dare the you, fish. you- w- Squish the fish. I found that video to be great. Like that's That's, that's a real running back right there. I,
0: I love the- He's trying to convince the guy that he's laying down on the ground while sprinting away from him. I am on the ground.
2: I am. Like, the guy's going to be like, oh, okay. He, he was down on his stomach <laughs> and popped up so quick and was full fucking speed away yeah. from the cop. And the cop- still caught up with him because there was a fence there and just tased him in the back. Yeah, he fumbled at the one. And uh, I believe the expression is hijinks ensued. You heard it here, folks. So uh, It was I- that
1: lack of breakaway speed that kept him from going to the third round.
0: Did he ever play in
2: the NFL? Yeah, he wasn't bad. Oh, really? Okay. No, I liked him. I was (laughs) like, this guy was a real, (laughs) this guy was a real steal. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. I want a Mark Walton number twenty-two Miami Dolphins jersey. Yeah, send me links. I want one. That'd be fun. I would rock that all the time. And people go, "Who's that?" I'll wear my O.J. Simpson jersey. You wear your Walton jersey. That's a good idea. Be a fun time. McBride, you could wear a uh, Aaron Hernandez jersey. It will oh, be a real one. fun team.
1: I was going to go Ray Lewis, but Aaron Hernandez is pretty good yeah. too.
2: My old news guy and uh, shoot to throw used to show wearing a Ray Rice jersey, <laughs> just because he thought he was funny. It is funny. Our final creep this week is David Lee Huber. He's a 55-year-old child porn suspect mm. who ran a computer consulting business. Of course he did. He, Can't get enough hard drives, these guys.
0: Uh, never enough hard drives. Bring the hard drives to me. You got to figure
2: that this guy knows his way around one, obviously. Yeah. They say when you when you love <laughs> what you do, yeah, you never you work, work, a work a day in your yeah, life. Right. He's accused of shooting five federal agents. Mm which is very... It's frowned upon in this country. ...very naughty. Yeah. This is very naughty. They were attempting to execute a federal court-ordered search warrant as part of the child pornography investigation they were involved with. Law enforcement sources told the Miami Herald that Huber set up a camera in his doorbell and was monitoring the agents as they approached his unit.
1: Is that just a ring, or did yeah. he
0: literally put,
1: attach it himself?
0: I like how this journalist was like,
2: there's a camera and a doorbell? <laughs> this is crazy. Like, dubby everyone has this thing (laughs) he really thought it out yeah no cops are going to execute warrants and no one's going to steal one of his packages right he then opened fire with an assault style weapon through the closed door before killing himself during the deadly incident huber fayley shot special agent daniel Alphen and special agent lauren schwarzenberger uh she sounds german she's one of yours carl Three other agents were wounded, including two who were transported to the hospital in stable condition. The third agent did not need hospitalization, the FBI said, and one of the wounded agents was released from the hospital on Wednesday. This guy owned a company called Computer Troubleshooters, Inc.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was shooting trouble.
2: That's for (laughs) (laughs) sure. I just thought that was (laughs) kind of ironic. A little bit. At first, reported by the Miami Herald, Hubert's previous run-ins with the law are confined to minor offenses. (laughs) Minor offenses. (laughs) come on with the puns of the story uh, court records show Huber received two traffic tickets in 2016 whatever and that's about it that's a warning <laughs> sign it is a warning sign it's a slippery slope <laughs> yeah. so you're getting paid by the word who gives a shit if you got a traffic ticket they not just say this guy had I mean he was right. he was kitty diddling you're right I mean I don't mind calling him a fucking pedo He's dead now. He shot himself in the head and he murdered people who were just trying to do their jobs. And I mean, what would have happened? He, they would have gone in there. They would have found his hard drives. But you would think a guy whose business this is, he would know how to hide that shit better, you know? I'm guessing if, if the FBI showed up at his
0: doorstep, they already had all the evidence they needed. Good call. Would Good be, call. Would be my guess. They don't come visiting,
2: they come they, they come. He when was mean probably
0: business. messaging with these feds for
2: months, thinking that they were 12 year olds. Usually, how that goes down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's Scum Parade. Brian McBride, I'd like to thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Uh, You were just a real treat to have here. Delightful. The door's over there.
0: I don't know if you realize this, but you're auditioning for Vinny's job because he's on his way out. And I thought he
2: did a great job. All I'm going to say is that I promised you people a heel turn.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Can he still do all the punishments? Because then I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good idea. We don't hear from Vinny, but he still gets all of the consequences.
2: I'm not talking to either one of you now. <laughs> makes uh, a lot of sense. Vote at creepoff.com for your creep this week. If you want to follow us on Instagram at creepoffpod. I got to say, fans, I fucking adore the photoshops that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. The one last week that Jet did in the Discord of... uh the dr seuss cover if i own the zoo by dr noose yeah that was great i fucking loved that that was fantastic so shout out to you shout out to all of you guys um photoshop it away this week we'll have some fun if you want to leave a voicemail the number is 585-371-8108 and if you want to email us thecreepoffpod at gmail.com now last but not least before we leave i would like to let you know that the poll is up right this very second oh we got hall of fame the hall of fame poll is up right now okay you can vote for who you want to be the subject of our very first Hall of Fame episode. Your choice is uh, prolific Australian pedophile Peter Scully, Mm -hmm. prolific American pedophile Jared Fogle. (laughs) Jared. It's the
1: Olympics of pedophilia.
2: David Parker Ray, the Toy Box Killer. If you don't know about that story, holy fucking shit. And Joseph Fritzl, another one of your people, Carl. Sounds
0: like
2: it. A smile talker. Uh, and currently, right now, Jared Fogle is in the lead. So if you want to vote, vote now on our Twitter at CreepOffPod. So we will see you next week. Remember, it's nice to be important. But it's more important to be nice. Good gear. So, Vinny, we got to do an
0: entire show about Jared from Subway. Is that what I'm hearing right now? We might have to. No so I don't have to eat the shitty sandwiches on the fire.
1: Disgusting vomit inducing thing.
2: I think that went well.
0: We did it.